This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. Well, I'll tell you, there is nothing like the sound of the crack of the bat to tell you that it is spring. And if that wasn't my clue, I'm sitting in an orange room here in the Bowie Baystock Stadium with Adam Pohl, who is the director yes. of marketing. How it's are you today? It's our time of year, John. We're super oh. excited. And thank you so much for having us. I mean, um, our opening homestand, the temperatures were, you know, in the 70s or 80s. So we kind of almost feel like, you know, we're already in in the summer, which is our time of the year with the Baystock. Well, I know usually... usually for the opening month of Bay Sox baseball, yeah. I'm, I'm either in shorts one day, parkas <laughs> the next day. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because in 20, I think it was 2019, we opened at home. Uh, first pitch was throwing 43 degrees and drizzling. And I couldn't believe we had as many people here as we had, you know, how to, <laughs> because it was so miserable. And then we go on the road a week later in Harrisburg, and we have this incredible sellout crowd. It's literally 81 degrees on a Friday night. It's like, wow, we lost the weather lottery on this one. So we got a little bit lucky with our opening week this year. Well, I'll tell you what, baseball, uh, very early in the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bay Sox, I know, do have some very interesting prospects that are coming up. And I think that minor league has really sort of changed a little bit. I mean, sure. it's not, of course, everybody wants to get to the postseason, but sure. the team is so fluid. It's not like a 25-man roster that's someplace that it's fairly solid. I mean, you're sending people out with injuries in the majors and stuff like that. But I mean, we get people that flow through here up into Baltimore, and Bowie is ideally situated, even though they are AA as opposed to AAA, mm-hmm. um, in that, you know, we are... 20 minutes from Oriole Park. Sure, sure. I mean, it's... It it's pretty cool. You know, I broadcast uh, Mount St. Mary's basketball, and I love the Mount, but, you know, there's been two or three Mount players that have ever played a game in the NBA in over 100 years. Right. And when you come to a Bay Sox game, um, it's not just the Bay Sox, it's the other teams you're seeing. I mean, over one-third of the teams, 12 of the 30 sure. teams in Major League Baseball play here, and uh, 30 to 40 percent of the people that you're going to see in a game will play in the Major League. So it's pretty unique. And, and when you just push that out, double-A baseball, what a lot of people don't realize is that everybody plays double-A baseball. I mean, it's it's probably 99% of major league players play double-A baseball. So if I had to guess, my guess would be 30 to 35% of the players that you're watching in a major league game have played in a game in, in the stadium in Bowie. Well, I'll tell you, I've been a fan of the Bay Sox since I moved down here to Maryland in 96. And... Um, you know, it's it's wonderful. If the, those of you that haven't been out here to Prince George's Stadium, and that's the official name of this Prince George's yes. Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll call it the Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. Too, <laughs> but, uh, you know, right here, it's right off of Route 50 and Route 301, yeah. right at the intersection. Uh, when that flag at the Toyota dealership's flying, it casts a shadow over the field. It's that, you know, yeah, that's I mean, we're literally... You know, it's just, I couldn't believe when I moved to this area, and I'm from the D.C. area, but I, I, you, you always think, like, Bowie's so fl- far from Annapolis. I mean, we're literally right on the Anne Arundel County line here where the stadium is located, and our team hotel is in Annapolis, and it's right off the highway. It's literally 10 minutes from the ballpark. I mean, I, you know, we're, we're nine miles on 50 away from Reva Road. You it's, know, it's so close. It, it is so close. There's plenty of free parking. And the yes. thing that I love about this, and I've said it a number of years, when you're here at the Bay Sox Stadium, 
You can hear the spit hit the ground. <laughs> I mean, I mean, your seats. There is not a cruddy seat in the house. I mean, there is no such thing as the seven hundred level back in the correct. <laughs> yes, in the roar from thirty four, right? Um, uh, seven hundred level, of course, was Philly. You're right. The roar from thirty four was the same equivalent in Baltimore. You know, that was section thirty four in the top corner of the right. stadium in the seventies, where where the wild Bill Hagee, the famous uh, taxi cab driver, you know, got rowdy one night and ran down on top of the dugout and did the you know spelled out. <laughs> Orioles with his hands and, and became a legend in Baltimore. So, so yes, we don't really have a Section 34 in that regard. I mean, uh, it's so funny you say this because uh, we had a, one, one of our great partners with the Bowie Art Center was out this weekend. His name's Chris. And, you know, when you pay for tickets and you go to an Oriole game, I mean, for me, it, it was a long time in my life before I ever even sat in the lower level at Memorial Stadium sure. in Camden Yards. So there's there's times where you can get a ticket for a comparable price. It's free parking here. It's a little bit harder, you know, obviously in the big leagues to kind of get situated, parked, everything that goes with that. But it, the aspect of sitting in your seats and then realizing that you're in what at a major league game would be more than a hundred dollar seats, you know, and you're you're sitting there going, oh my god, like I'm right on the action. It's it's pretty exciting. Well, and, and there's so much more that's going on in the stadium other than just baseball. I mean, when you go to Oriole Park, and I don't mean to diss the Orioles sure. or any major league baseball, but I mean you pay for your seat, you sit down there, and I mean that's what you want, and you you know you probably pay for twelve dollars for a hot dog and you know fifteen dollars sure. for a beer, the whole nine yards. Uh, the food prices are obviously very much less and a lot more affordable here when you come to Bowie. Um, a little bit more expensive than if you'd cook it at home or sure, sure. Thing, but you know that's to be expected but it is a great family experience I mean there's always different events that are going on you've got a wonderful kids zone down at the end of the first base side yes. that the kids love and you know I before we recorded this last week we met and I was mentioning when my kid was I mean, he's 30 now but I mean when he was ankle biter size <laughs> right. uh, got lost in the stadium and he was actually he wasn't lost in the stadium. He was in there playing darn kid zone and just snuck away from me. <laughs> and but it was just amazing. I mean, there was no sense of panic on my part. And it was just like, hey, I can't find my kid, and boom, they found him like that. Which was uh, so. It, it's a wonderful family event. I mean, there are. Uh, beers for the moms and the dads. <laughs> yes. uh, there's cotton candy and Dippin' Dots for the kids. Uh, Dippin' Dots is the ice cream of the future, still. By the way. That, that's it's, it's, that's it's still so, their tagline. It's, it's so past. I, I mean, that's that, 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 <laughs> such a 1990s kind of I love product. That. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the great things about um, about base the minor league baseball is I, I do feel like we're on the cutting edge. So when when I started in this industry 20 years ago, major league teams are now doing a lot of the things that the minor leagues were doing, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So they have more promotions. They have. Uh, you know, more things for, they're trying to be more family friendly. The major league product and the financial aspect of the major league product is less geared around making money in game. It's so much more geared around regional and national, you know, media deals. You know, so it's interesting the, you say that because I think that's in any kind of entertainment. I, I just sure. look, I look at the cruise ship industry and I mean, we've got water slides that extend 70 <laughs> feet off the side. We've got Ferris wheels on. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not just about getting on a boat, getting in a, in a cabin and, and cruising. Nor is right. the baseball experience coming to a stadium, sitting in a, in a bleacher seat, depending on what stadium you're in, or a comfortable, cushy seat. 
am watching a baseball game. It's yeah, an experience. The, the game is more exciting now because of things like the pitch clock that have come in. They started in the minor leagues in 2018, so the game is, is moving faster. An average base Sox game is two and a half hours instead of uh, what a major league game was last year, three hours right. and 11 minutes, which is, you know, that's just an extra 40 minutes of nothing happening, in essence, uh, because it's just the wait in between pitches is what that, that time sure. is. I, I think that uh, the ability to be close, be in a community setting, uh, you know, in a smaller ballpark, right on everything, very uh, entertainment focused. So that's kind of what we're trying to do: bring unique experiences to fans. Uh, we do that through our ticket packages, which many of which are undated, so they give you so much flexibility. It's not like, oh, you've got four tickets for this one game. In essence, you know, our flex packs have eight or sixteen game plans that you can. Just use if you're a family of four, you know. When Aunt Martha's in town, we can exactly. We yeah. can go if it's a Thursday night or a Saturday night. So there, there's just there's a lot of um, yeah. It, it's it's uh, a great experience, a great family uh, fun experience. But really, we want it to be a nine inning vacation for anybody, you know. And and that's what we're trying to bring to the table here. Well, we are seeing some good ball here. Yes, uh, at this point, who who are the hot? Who are the ones to watch that we should look at? Well, I think, you know, um, overall, there's just excitement about the Orioles organization and, and what they're doing in investing in young talent. Not quite as exciting as the Commanders organization, I might add, but the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the last yeah. week or so. But that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan, so so there's no doubt about that, uh, but, but I completely agree. But, but this is a long-term play for the Orioles um, in that playing with some of the big heavy hitters and spending in baseball, the Yankees and Red Sox and their division. Blue Jays are kind of becoming that as well a little bit. That the Orioles have got to be better than these other teams in developing their own talent. Uh, we're seeing it with Tampa Bay, who's off to the best start in baseball this year. That is what they have made their own. And uh, it's interesting because one of the big pieces of the puzzle hasn't really come to Bowie yet, which is the development of a true Latin American development angle. The Orioles were by far 30th out of 30 in going after Latin talent. They literally did not spend any money on it uh, in, the, in the past 20 years. Is that where and the that- future is in baseball, in, in Latin America? Uh, I, to be honest, I think it's where the present is. I mean... 30, 40 years ago, the Latin American ballplayers were about 10% of baseball, and they're about 30 to 40%. Okay. It would be a little bit of a surprise if they become 60, 70%. So I think it is the here and the now. And, you know, when you were the Orioles of the past, and you're not trying to bring into your organization 30 to 40% of, of players, and I'm not saying they're not trying to get Latin Major League players, but the best way to get Latin superstars is to sign them at the age of 16 and bring them through your organization, and the Orioles were not doing that. So that has now changed, and a lot of the first signings of those players are now 18, 19, 20, so they're not to buoy yet, you know? Right. But they're only one or two years away, and the Orioles... We're drafting at the top of the draft and uh, have drafted some really, really great players. If you're an Oriole fan, of course, you would know Adley Rutschman in in the first draft of Mike Elias, the, the Orioles general manager. He drafted with his first two picks, Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson. And, and those two became the two top players in minor league baseball, one being in 2021 and one being in 2022. 
So now it's 2023. What do we have now? And because both those players were in Bowie those right. years. Uh, so now we've got this guy, Heston Kerstad. He was the second overall pick, the Orioles' first pick in the 2020 draft. That was the COVID year. So there was no minor league baseball season, so he did not play in 2020. But he got COVID, and he had the heart ailment. And I always mispronounce it, but it's myocarditis, you know, whatever that was. I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? So the enlarged heart. He we're could, not cardiologists here. We're, 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 we're talking baseball. <laughs> we're talking <okay>. baseball. <laughs> and uh, so he could not play in 21. Okay. And then in 2022, he comes in. So he, he's drafted in 2020. Usually you're playing in 20. So Nothing. Has not played. And he gets injured in spring training. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so he doesn't make his pro debut until more than two years after being drafted, which is unbelievably unique. He struggled a little bit late in 22 in, in places like Delmarva. He went up to Aberdeen mm-hmm. late in the season. But then he played in the prospect late in Arizona Fall League and was outstanding. Had an incredible spring training with the Orioles this year. <laughs> and uh, in the first 10 games of the, or first nine games of this season, he has hit five home runs for Bowie. So he is absolutely the guy right now. Uh, there are other players as well, obviously, that we can talk about, but but uh, that's probably not going to be in Bowie all that long, so if you, you want to get out to the ballpark here in the next week or so, uh, the next few weeks, we're at home uh, here in late April, early May, uh, to see Kerstad, to see him as a minor league player. He's going to be in Baltimore pretty soon. The other thing that's nice about the Bowie Bay Sox is that being so close to Baltimore, no doubt. as the season gets underway, you're going to see some injuries coming out of the Orioles. Sure. And Typically, where do they send them to, to rehab? They send them right down here to, to Bowie. Soon. And we already had that, you know, on, on uh, what was our, we called it our opening weekend opening night, our Friday night, you know, first weekend mm-hmm. out of the year, first firework night of the year. You were actually here, John, thank you. And Kyle Bradish, Orioles starter, who was a starter for the Bay Sox in 2021, was our starting pitcher because Bradish took a line drive off his leg in his second start, or maybe first start of the year. Uh, but he was the Orioles' second series. They were in Texas, and they wanted to have him make a start in the minors before coming back. Coming so we yeah, so so you're 100% right. We usually have right around 10 Orioles that will rehab with us during a year, which is an enormous number. Usually 5 to 12 in that range, which is great. Well, things have changed over mm-hmm. the offseason. Um, yes. for the Bay Sox. You have new owners. So the second year, yes. Is this the second year for that? It is, but but really, you know, think about it. You 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 purchase a franchise and a lot of times that first year you learn. You know, you, you don't really try to make a lot of adjustments or changes, and, and you learn. And I, I feel that uh, in, in many ways, that's what this our ownership group, Attain Sports and Entertainment, has done. Local ownership, really exciting. Our owner lives in Potomac, Maryland, Greg Baroni and his team. Uh, and and it, it's been so much fun working with them. That's where all the sports team owners live. Yeah. Snyder Snyder lives in Potomac. Yeah, Potomac is a that's a nice little spot. <laughs> hot, hot that's a nice there. little spot. But there've been you know I've seen I've, I've been to two games here so far and I mean I've seen some great improvements and the lighting seems to be a little bit different. The sound yeah is fantastic. You have you upgraded your sound system? You know, we're, we're actually, we have not, but we are doing some different things. We've got like a new lapel mic that we're using some, so that's good, but the lights are a big thing. So in the past, uh, we had, you know, the old school lights that took about five to 10 minutes to turn on. Mm-hmm. So if we had a fireworks show and then we have kids run the bases after, it would take five, 10 minutes for us to get that going. So it's nice to not have that now. And you see this in a lot of ballparks or a lot of uh, athletic events now, we're able to do the light shows, so 
on nice. nights where we don't have a fireworks show when the game's over, we're going to play a few songs and do about an eight-minute light show, uh, which is really, really cool. Create a little bit of excitement. Yeah, yeah. That's so pretty, it's that's it's something cool. very unique. That's pretty cool. And I, I do know that you got a you signed a new lease. I know that for a while you guys were yes. You're you're in a pissing match with Prince George's County or whoever owns the stadium <laughs> to figure out. You know, let's we've been here forever. We need some we need some help. We need sure. you guys to improve. So I know that uh, you guys are now into a new longer term lease, and the it's huge. Authority is going to be doing some improvements to the physical stadium, which is which is fantastic. Because I mean, this stadium is twenty years old. Yeah, now? keep going up, keep going up. Twenty five. It's it's basically thirty years old. It was uh, nineteen ninety four was the opening year. This should be the thirtieth season of the Bay Sox in this stadium. Of course, it's the 29th because we didn't have a season right. in twenty twenty. But uh, but yeah. So so in essence, this is uh, a thirtieth summer of baseball being played in this ballpark because we were the Orioles' minor league practice spot yeah, during COVID. The Orioles had you know all of their players that were AAA level, uh, and then a few others you know practice in an alternate site, and Bowie was that. So we did have baseball here in the COVID year. Just nobody was here to watch it, but. But but um but going back to the point you know, when I worked originally with the Bay Sox, uh, starting in 2014, we were always in a two or four year um, agreement with the Orioles and a yearly agreement with Prince George's County Parks and Recs. So it, it's amazing now because we're in a 10 year agreement with the Orioles and a 10 year agreement uh, on our lease. So so it really gives us a lot of wind in our sails. That's very cool. Well, I'll tell you, as director of marketing, yes, uh, promotions sort of fall under your no doubt. It's a fun gig, and you know, one thing on minor league, which is just awesome. I mean, well, you've a got the names of the teams, okay, and you guys aren't the most original name team, okay? <laughs> yeah. Bowie Bay Sox, okay. They, it, yeah, we it, don't have a crazy. It's name. got some alliteration, but you're not the Rumble Ponies, you're right? The- I mean, our league is more of those names than ever before because the the team that started that phenomenon was Richmond uh, when they became the Flying, the Flying Squirrels, Squirrels in 2010, and then all of a sudden in our league, the the Reading Phillies became the Fighting Phils, and then the Akron Arrows became the Akron Rubber Ducks, and then the New Britain Rock Cats became the Hartford Yard Goats, and Binghamton Mets or the Binghamton Rumble Pony. So we are, you know, there's a lot of teams that are kind of in this in, in minor league baseball in totality, but the Eastern League probably has more of it than any other league, you know? Well, you on occasional nights, I mean, it's sort of a nod to the Latin American players that you have, sure, but I mean, our sure. Latin American community is growing so much here in Anne Arundel and Prince George's and, uh, you know, Charles County and, and no every, every, everything else. And I know that you do have some nights, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but you... Yeah. Yes, you rebrand the team. We as, basically we're the we're the Chesapeake Ghost Crabs, but in Spanish, right? right? So, uh, so that that's exciting. We're doing it five times this year, and. Um, Bowie is a very unique, and this area is a very unique market for minor league baseball in totality. Minor league baseball is, uh, we are a suburban community, obviously, and minor league baseball is usually in in uh, areas that are further away from major cities, more mid-sized American towns, you know. Obviously, some of the bigger towns in our league are Hartford and Richmond. Some of the smaller towns in our league are Erie, Binghamton, Altoona, Pennsylvania. But these are kind of more their own cities. So for us, we have more of 
of a Hispanic market uh, around uh, our ballpark. But yeah, there's 12 teams in our league. If you drew a 30-minute driving radius around every every team in our league, we would have more of a Hispanic population. Oh, sure. Population we've got millions, we've got millions of people so that it's, can get it's here. So it's wonderful. And um, w- again, uh, 30 to 40 percent of ballplayers are uh, also uh, of Hispa- Hispanic origin. Or origin. Or, or I mean, and even more lineage because we have a lot of American ballplayers that are Hispanic. You know, sure. so... It's a wonderful thing. Uh, it's something that we take a lot of pride in. Uh, we are incorporating a uh, local radio station this year, El Zol, uh, which is uh, in the D.C. market, but broadcast, but its um, signal comes out of Prince George's County, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to be tied very closely to them in uh, promoting uh, these events. So. Very nice, very nice. Well, and the schedule is a mm-hmm. sort of a every Monday off for the most part. Correct. And it's one week away and kind of one week back home. Correct. For the most yeah. part. It, it's I mean, almost it's, like we're on one week off. It's kind of then we're, For those kids in school, it's like A-day, B-day. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> Which is nice for our staff. There's one time where we have 12 games in 13 days, and that's upcoming. Starting April 25th, we've got two weeks in a row at home. So we start on a Tuesday, play six days, have Monday off, and then at home again, uh, again Tuesday. Again, for another six. So th- yeah, but, but every Friday and Saturday, you have fireworks so it's every saturday and then certain fridays um during the season so uh, yeah so we're gonna have quite a few fireworks shows the july 4th lead up to john is gonna be big because we don't have july 4th at home i think it might be on a tuesday this year Uh so we're gonna do fireworks july 1st 2nd and 3rd saturday sunday monday um so that's gonna be really really exciting i think a bigger thing is this when i came to Bowie. So my background is in broadcasting minor league baseball. And when I came, so I've seen a million fireworks shows. Right, right, right. I, mean, I see them everywhere. When I came to Bowie, I, I, I couldn't believe it, you know, as in 2014. And this is from somebody that's used to seeing them. I mean, people are blown away. The quality of our fireworks, I'd put up against anybody. Take a look at our schedule again. Every Saturday home night, we have 12 of them during the season. Uh, and I'll vouch for you too, man. That, that, they're, they're impressive. They're, they're spectacular. It's they're about impressive. a 10, 10 to 15-minute show usually. And uh, it, it's really, really... Has same, we, July 4th quality, we'll put it has that Has the way. same company been doing your fireworks all along, do you know? At least since I've been here, which is a decade. They're good. Yeah. They're good. They're good. Um, kids can get out on the field and run the bases yes. on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And then you get the pesky parents. You allow them out on <laughs> Sunday, too. Right? We let everybody on there on Sundays. We want experience-based opportunities. So we're doing some more catch on the field this year before Sunday games. Um, we're still kind of in the planning process for uh, exactly how often we're going to do that. But we're doing it more often. We had that this last Sunday and went really well. But uh, but running the bases is, is such a, a great thing, and it, this year with these lights flicking on right after the fireworks, you don't have to wait here at the ballpark so long to, to do right. it. So turn them on and turn let them, them go. on and let them go. So I think that that's going to be a, a little bit better for for our customers as well. That's cool. And with being off on Mondays. Yep. Monday is like a thing of the past now, isn't <laughs> yes, it? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's in the rearview mirror. So we had to come up with a different alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't cancel anything. <laughs> we just make up a different word. So what do we got? We got Wolf Wednesdays. Makes sense. Same yes. deal? So same exact deal. Yeah. Well-behaved pets on leashes. Or yeah, you just got to bring their, uh, you know, their, make their sure. Their rabies tag. Yeah, their rabies tag, and you're good to go. But uh, Not but allowed to gnaw on little kids that are running around, lost no, to their parents. That's or dire- upon. Or directors of marketing. So that <laughs> we don't want that. But no, it's a great, great night. Wednesday night, obviously. Um 
it's such an easy night to sit close and 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 uh, enjoy it. So right, uh, Star Wars night I know is going to come back again. Yeah, and that, June third. That is a sellout night. Yes. Um, and I know throughout the season we're going to be giving away plenty of tickets, and they're for box seats, which are the lower level green seats. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, I personally came to Star Wars night last year. Yeah. And they were like, "Yeah, well, here's your bleacher seat." <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> right. "Okay, you know, fair enough, fair enough." Yeah, because we had already sold out of all of our other seats. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful night for Star Wars night. And then coming back into August, August 4th, as soon as the Naval Academy grants sure. the uh, plebe some reprieve. <laughs> we are the reprieve. Yeah. It is, uh, it's Navy night and Annapolis night here at Bowie Bay Sox Stadium. Yeah, we're trying to make that bigger and better than ever. Um, so obviously the, the plebe class is here. It's the first time they ever wear their whites. That basically all of our midshipmen have come to that game, and and it's it's really really special for us. It's, we, a, it's I, a neat night. You know what? I I worked in Frederick for a long time, and people say what's the, what's the most special thing about the Keys ballpark? And I would always say that you could stand at Francis Scott Key's grave, which is across the street from the stadium, and hear the national anthem from his gravesite. Literally, you know, the writer of the national anthem. I thought that was so, such a unique thing. But for Bowie, I think Navy Night is that. I mean, there's nothing like this in in minor league baseball to have a university's freshman class in essence come would be great but to make it the plebe class of the naval academy it makes it so much more special and uh, yeah we just take a lot of pride in it and uh, this season we're going to be trying to work with uh, the families uh, here locally as well that sponsor these mids uh, and give them an opportunity to come out as well so um, so that's going to be a great thing that we're putting together for a first time this year. Well, stay tuned because we'll have information on that. And I'll tell you, visually, it's pretty impressive too. Incredible. When you, when you see a thousand in, yeah. uniform, in, in white uniform players sitting in the uh, in the stands, and I know I've seen some actually at the, in the National Stadium. They've done a couple of military days where they bring mm-hmm. uh, the brigade over, and it was, awesome. uh, it's it's pretty neat when you see that. And uh, certainly, we want to give honor to the. Uh, these, uh, I'll say, the psycho kids that decided to sign, <laughs> sign up for this. But and you know what's uh, funny is that uh, kind of a little piece of Bay Sox history. The Bay Sox started in '93, but did not play in the stadium, uh, it, it, Prince George's Stadium, until 1994. But we didn't open the 1994 season here. The stadium wasn't ready yet, so it didn't open until, in essence, about halfway through the season. So the Bay Sox played the first two months of their season, what? April, May, and maybe even a little bit of June. Two places, Memorial Stadium and Bishop Field. No, it was uh, it was uh, University of Maryland's field. Okay, and Navy's stadium. Okay, too. Bishop, yeah, Bishop, Bishop Field. Bishop, so, Bishop, Stad- Bishop yeah, Stadium Bishop, and yeah. Turbulator Field. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Navy is one of the three former homes of the Bay Sox that are not the stadium we're in right now. Memorial Stadium was where the Bay Sox played in 1993. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, you got any wild and nutty things coming up? I mean, marketing... You know I mean, we always I mean, do. Come on, what, 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 what are we shaving this year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not having a waxing night. But but I do think one of the most unique uh, things that we're going to have at the stadium is, is July 15th, Saturday night. It is our circus night. So we're going to have circus acts all around the ballpark. And how cool is that? You know? So I, I can't wait to put this night into like guys motion. on stilts and mm-hmm. uh, Tr- yeah. jugglers 
bears and clowns and exactly. I mean, you know, I don't know if we could put a, a a wire across the stadium and have somebody walk across it during the game and see if they get hit. I think I, you I, should put your general manager Brian up there and see how well he does. <laughs> I don't think that that's gonna. I don't think that would fly. But but it's gonna be something that's unique. And and I think one of the cool things about minor league baseball is that uh, we kind of all share with each other a lot of these things that we do. So you know, obviously. Uh, Somebody did a bobblehead first, and then you know. Every, now everybody, now, now met, everybody right? has a bobblehead. And so, hopefully, this is the kind of night that uh, that that we can have a lot of success with, it and can become a staple throughout the country. Okay. Real talk now. Mm-hmm. What happened to bristles? Yes, yeah, I think bristles has faded out. Yeah, bristles was would always come out and sweep home plate. I did like bristles. He's retired. He's retired. He's a retired dentist. Yeah, he's a retired dentist. He came at us asking for double the pay, and we just couldn't. Yeah, we negotiated. We couldn't. We couldn't come to an agreement. That dental union is tough. We do have. I'm telling you, we have a lot of fun going on. One of the things is. Uh, one of our MCs, <laughs> we've got we got new MCs at the ballpark this year, and Evan is is, is uh, one of our MCs is going to bring an incredible level of entertainment to the stadium. Not that we haven't had this in the past, because we have had you know spectacular MCs in the past. Uh, our most recent Paul Clary is was was Paul so got much married fun. here. Paul got married here at the stadium. <laughs> I played the national anthem on the trumpet uh, for that wedding during the COVID year, and he's a dear friend. Uh, and yeah, so I, so, but I think we got a lot of great energy coming into into the season this year, and. Um, I think that when you come out to the ballpark, uh, you'll you'll be you'll you'll see that that level of entertainment. So, okay, beyond circus night, are there other surprises? That you're able to talk about? Oh, yeah. We're working on a major surprise right now that hoping we can uh, announce in the next week or two. But, but, um, that but wouldn't yeah. be like you two playing a concert here. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> now, I do want to mention another one, though. We are going to have, and it is, I should have the date in front of me, but I don't. It's on a Friday night in August. We're going to have a great Grateful Dead night. I think this could be really good for the Ion Annapolis crowd. Uh, so check it out. We're going to have an incredible cover band out here playing both before games and in game, so a few, uh, oh, cool. you know, f- yeah, and and I think that's going to be a really really cool night. And and whether it's Grateful Dead or not going forward, I think it's a great thing to do. Meaning, bring in a, a really good cover band and have them, uh, you know, be a big act for the night. So I'm lo- really looking forward to that. You know what? Here, here's an here's an idea for your off season for mm-hmm. you. I would love to see a festival of decades with just. Not cover bands, but tribute bands, we'll say. The bands that just yeah, play that. So, yeah. okay, like the Grateful Dead, you know, it could be Living Earth is a band that used to do just dead. Yeah. That'd be amazing to see just Wouldn't nothing cool? but a bunch of tribute bands. You know, a U2 band, and I know there's the Psycho Killers in Baltimore that do Talking Heads and... That would just be amazing to it see. It would. That. And I, I think that one. one of the things that our ownership is really involved with now and that I'm going to try to take to uh, or help take to another level here with the Bay Sox is our, uh, our outreach in the nonprofit community and uh, our ability to raise money through this ballpark for more institutions mm-hmm. and organizations. So something like that would, be, would have a great tie to that angle as well, I think. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we are going to be coming back here with a few more podcasts throughout the season. We're going to hit you up 
uh, mid-season. I love it. Um, I, I do want to talk to Matt Sabatos, who is mm-hmm. your broadcaster and, and does a lot of your uh, communications work, because I understand he's got a great story. He does. Um, you know, he does. And, and if you listen to our games, on, uh, we are back on the radio in Annapolis this year on 1430. Right, you're on w- WNAB, which is 1430 AM. Correct. And we were 9. in the past, but but they, they had the Orioles, so we would have basically 40 games on air, and then you know the rest online. Now, you know, our entire season, for the most part, I think there's five conflicts or whatever, but basically our entire season will be on the air. So when you turn on WNAV at night, almost, you know, during the week, including home and road, uh, you'll, right. you'll hear the Bay Sox. And that's 99.9 on FM or 1430 on AM there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's also, if you download the iHeartRadio app, um, you, can, you can get WNAV as well. So okay. if for some reason you're out of, or it doesn't come in great for you due to, you know, one way, shape or form, that, that's a great way to listen as well. Right, but I tell you, and and it is a. It's not, I hate the word, but it, it is a cheap night out. This is a cheap date. This is cheaper than a movie theater. We like to say affordable. You know, you know. I work with the Subaru. I, like the I, I work with Subaru, and they always say, "No, it's not a used car. It is a previously owned." <laughs> It's all that message. But I, let me tell you a quick story. I start in Frederick in 2007. And uh, we have a, you know, uh, there's a lot of turnover at that time in, in our mm. minor league staff. And uh, our general manager, Dave Zedellis, who now runs the Visitors Bureau in Frederick, he goes, he says, you know, guys, we're, we're almost as cheap as a movie ticket. Like, and look at all you get. And then three years later, he says, you know, guys, <laughs> we're the same price as a movie ticket. And then by the time I was about to come to Bowie, when I heard him make that same speech for a seventh time in 2013, he goes, guys, we're cheaper than a movie theater. <laughs> you know, so so that, yeah, yeah, it, it, it is a great thing. And, and generally, obviously we do... Um, you know, ha- have other entertainment options that are baseball related, but but we are the only minor league baseball team kind of in this area. You can drive an hour north to Aberdeen or go all the way down to Waldorf. I understand, but mm-hmm. but being double A baseball, being an Orioles affiliate. Uh, we play the Nationals affiliate quite often here as well. So even if you're a Nats fan, there's so many times you can come out and see the Nationals who are doing the same thing the Orioles were doing a few years ago, trying to really grow their minor leagues. So there's a lot of their top talent is in their system. It's really an exciting time to come out to a Bay Sox game. True. Well, I'll tell you what, as we wrap up, we do want to come back at the end of the season and see how how we did. Awesome. But before we do that, we're here at the beginning of the season. There are 139 games, correct? 138. 138 games. <clears throat> All right. Loser buys the lunch with a beer. Okay? <laughs> Let's do what, it. What, what, what's it going to be at the end of the end of the season? So you what, mean, so I've got to, should I give a record and then we'll do an over under? Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to give a, you know, I think we're going to be very good. Uh, it's really uh, the offense that's super exciting. We do have two pitchers that the Orioles made trades for um, mm-hmm. in the Mancini deal, um, Chase McDermott, and then in the Jorge Lopez deal last year, Cade Povich, uh, that are really big prospects. There's some other guys that were drafted uh, kind of a little bit lower in the draft that have jumped up. One that comes to mind is Justin Armbruster. If you're a big uh, baseball fan, look into these names because they could be on your mass and television screen. Mm-hmm. Soon, um, but really the offense is is loaded. 
Kerstad, we talked about Kobe Mayo's 21-year-old corner infielder. Very similar prospects to what Ryan Mountcastle was here in Bowie four or uh, six years ago. And then there's just such a steady stream of guys. Aberdeen, uh, last year's draft, just a ton of great hitters in Aberdeen. And then Jackson Holiday, the number one pick in the draft, could be here by the end of the year. Right. So the hope is that we're having a playoff season. Four of our 12 teams in our league will make the postseason. So why don't we make that the bet that I'm going to bet that we will make the postseason. Well, I was going to take that too, but okay. okay. <laughs> all, right, all right, so 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 we're going to go. Well, out I don't want so, you to root against the base Sox. So let, well, let's just let's just go to lunch at the end, and we'll celebrate the postseason. Let's do and, that. And, I like and, that. We'll buy, we'll buy the beer, we'll buy the beers there, and the postseason thing works out a little bit differently too because yes. they've changed that. It's if you, it's the top teams in. In, at the halftime. Right, so we have will. six teams in our division, and after half of the season, whoever was the best of those six teams it makes the postseason, and then uh, the second half champion will play that team. So uh, it, it's, I don't know, I, I'd kind of rather just to be the best team over the course of the whole year, to be honest, but because uh, sometimes, you know, the team that deserves to make it kind of gets left out in that regard, but it is, it's done this way also for uh, financial reasons, meaning that if you make the postseason halfway through the season, then you can really uh, sell a lot of tickets. Sure, uh, you know over the next two months and get a lot of excitement leading into that playoff run. So that that's kind of the reason why it's done. It makes sense. Well, for tickets, baysox.com is yes. where you want to go. Uh, you also want to keep your eye out on ionanapolis.net because we are giving them away all spring and summer long on our Facebook page, All Annapolis, Twitter, through the podcast that we do every day. Uh, we do have the recaps because Matt so wonderfully sends them Most over definitely. to us of every game. So you'll be able to keep up on all of your Bowie Bay Sox news. And if you have never been to Bowie Bay Sox Stadium, I'm sorry, the Prince George Stadium. No, no, yeah, uh, they call it the Bay Sox Stadium. If, That's great. Um, if you have never been here, shame on you. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably 15, 20, 25 minutes most from, from where your listenership is. And secondly, the tickets that you would win, uh, you know, here uh, – uh, from John would be uh, undated tickets. And that's important to know because obviously uh, it just gives you a lot of flexibility as to when you can plan as a family to come out. Right. I mean, if you want to go to a specific game, you can come to the stadium today and exchange it for that particular date. Or exactly. You can, or you can just come the day of if you know the rain clears and, and the weather is that's nice. Im- yeah, that's important to know. You know, you could come out and, and literally get your tickets for an August date today. And, and the Bay Sox were so generous because these are the good seats. These aren't the cheap. <laughs> these, these, these aren't the cheap seats. These are the good ones, and you exactly. get the best available cheap seats or best available good seats that are available uh, at the time that you exchange them. So. Uh, Come on out. It's less expensive than going to the theater by the time you pay your fees and ticketing fees and all of that kind of stuff. Free parking, convenient parking, wonderful baseball, and you're really going to see the future of the Orioles play right here in Bowie, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from where you are. Yeah, it's like seeing a famous band play in a small bar, you know, and then seeing them, you know, win. Maybe it's sort of like the the Foo Fighters and the Atlantis that's opening up in a... (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You're like, I saw them, you know, when they were here. But it is is pretty cool. And there's a lot of more interactivity with players as well uh, at at this level. And then, of course, just the entertainment aspect. You're going to have a good time. Fantastic. Adam Paul, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks for bringing baseball back. I'm glad to see we're back in a more normal season. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank goodness. And uh, come out to the stadium. Baysox.com is where you want to go to get your tickets and get all the information. Find out all the up-to-the-minute standings. And Adam Paul, thank you so much. Thank you, John. 
This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.